All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Oilers Nation Radio. I thought it was going to be a celebratory episode today, if I'm being honest. So did all of us, according to our predictions. Except Waz. Well, Stupid Waz. That was a bit weird. That was a bit weird. Two days after game one, though, there would be no more celebrating. We'd be focused on game two. And That's we're focused true. on game two either way, so it doesn't matter what game one was. As we do every week, we're going to kick off the podcast with a delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Tyler is chewing, so I'll stretch out the plug a little bit. They've got 16 <laughs> locations and counting if you are in Edmonton. Head on in to any of the locations. Grab Slow it down. He's almost done. Okay. To be fair, to Tyler, this was a surprise. Oilers Nation <laughs> sticker. Are you done? I'm good. Here? All right. I finished my ham and cheese roll. <laughs> I had one today, too. They're very good. Pop on in to the Edmonton locations. Grab yourself a free Oilers Nation sticker. Decorate your life. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Tyler, was a delicious debate today? The delicious debate today is, what was the most concerning part of the Oilers 8-1 loss? I'll jump in. Lack of execution just in general. They looked like a team that had never played before. And it's just one game. I get it. But like, that was the most annoying thing to me. Like you guys, the core, especially they've been around for a while now. Mm. This isn't, this isn't new for any of these guys. And they just looked, they were a half step too fast, a half step too late, or just directly passing to the Vancouver Canucks. It was just the lack of execution was the most surprising and the most disheartening thing for me. For me, it was, there was no pushback whatsoever. Every time Vancouver scored, I told myself, we're the better team. We're going to be back in this. And then Vancouver would just keep coming and it just never stopped. So yeah, for me, this team last year always felt like they weren't out of any game that they were in and didn't feel like that on game one. Yeah. I think for me, it's, Remember in the playoffs, how many bad first periods we had to sit through? This team just could not come out of the gates well at all. 
And this year they show up to camp from ca- to captain skate early, earlier than any team in NHL history has ever shown up for a captain skate. They're ready to go. And Connor demanded everyone be in town for it. Was not optional. And then they come out of the gates like that. And it's like all you all we've been preaching and hearing over the last month is how prepared they are, how different it is, how much more focused they are on the goal. And then for them to come out and be terrible in the first game, it's like, are you different? Was that all just lip service? Is it going to be same old, same old kind of thing? Rick, what do you think? Well, I was going to just say everything, but we'll try and specify a little bit. And I, I just feel like we didn't, we haven't learned from our mistakes from before, but we haven't learned from the pain of losing out of the playoffs the last couple of years where, you know, there was this mistake or that mistake, and we weren't going to do that anymore. We haven't learned from anything we've done previous is what it felt like. And so we're going to hope things are different tomorrow, but just making the same, same mistakes we've made the last couple of years that's prevented us from being that successful team was kind of what caught me. Liam? Uh, for me, it was just a work ethic. I thought it was kind of crazy that the others so many times have beaten in so many battles. It was like they didn't want to. So they expected the game just to go their way from minute one till the end. Yeah. And it was crazy. And even stuff like not being in the right positions for a pass. Like there was one between Nurse and Bouchard stood out to me where Nurse tried to like wrap it around to his partner and Bouchard just stood there <laughs> as if like, oh, it'll get to me somehow. And it was just bad. It was just really, really bad. And I, it was quite embarrassing to watch on some parts, to be honest. Yeah. But even on that goal, like Nurse makes a pass to Bouchard. Bouchard stands there, but then Nurse just kind of floats and is like, uh. And then also the puck eventually works its way to the high slot. Connor McDavid's five steps away from yeah. back checking the guy. And then Jack Campbell gets the corner picked on him. And it's like, holy is that the best goal? Uh, Which one? <laughs> oh, good point. Um, he would have been over on the sort of his left side. It would have yeah. been up over the up over the glove of, of Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think he was a little bit too far away for Darnell to be in his pocket. He was kind of in that no man's land, but that technically would be where your first forward should be. And they didn't covering. have a first forward. <laughs> That's very so. true. It was just the point is there was a there were a lot of issues. I think there is one oiler who could sit in the locker room at the end of the game and in his own head at least be like, not bad. It's probably Dylan Holloway. Was there anyone else that you guys watched that you were like, they were good? I felt like Jack Campbell didn't do anything wrong per se. It just felt like a lot of those goals were just the Canucks are in an opportune spot and taking a great shot. Yeah, there was the one like on the surface it looked lucky where Besser batted it in, but like Campbell faces a shot from far out and punches the rebound six feet in front of him. And it's like the Besser chance doesn't happen if Jack Campbell kicks that into the corner, covers it up and controls it. Right. So I didn't hate Jack Campbell's game. I'm not sitting here being like, Oh my God, why'd we get so hyped up about Jack being back? Um, but I also didn't love his game to the point where I'm like, ah, I feel confident heading into the next one. I yep. think if you were going to pick a line that was the best, it was the third line. And that's obviously a problem. Only they line just that l- stayed together all game. They just l- were more noticeable in it uh, than anybody else. A less than dog shit way. Yeah. Like they were, going forward more like yeah i don't know exactly like i know plus it, minus ain't the stat anymore but when you look at the box score and you see all the dashes beside everybody you go whoo ugly just you're stronger game. than me but if you went in there and looked at the box scores afterwards i had to i had to know like well i don't want to know i had to know like did nude really play 21 minutes because he looked <laughs> invisible philip you know I mean? played almost 17 minutes i couldn't believe it <laughs> evander kane was credited with five hits I didn't see a single one of them. 
Yeah. So like I'm, <laughs> I'm looking in some of those numbers in the box score and I was just like, woof, all over the place. Yeah. Guys you needed to perform did not perform. Guys that you expect to be steady were not steady. Neither goalie had a banner night. The team as a whole was dog shit. So it's one of those ones where all you can really do is flush it and move on. Is there anything to be said about the defensive structure or whatever? Like they're playing a new system and maybe, maybe. it takes a game or blah, blah, blah. On Oilers Nation every day, Tyler was just like, maybe they just didn't take the preseason seriously enough to work on this new system. I think the reality is, and it's just like, it's human nature is when you, when you're learning something new and you've been taught something, even if you know it, you're, your default is to go back to your habits, to your, to your old way of doing things. And I think that you see the Canucks go up two goals early. And as a player, as a human being, it's just natural to go back to what you knew instead of what you've been taught. And, you know, even, even quads pointed it out that the team looked like they didn't know what they were doing when it comes to his own defense. The, you know, we talked about it with McDavid, even not coming down low enough. The forward wasn't coming down and helping out enough to, to even have his own defense be effective. So, it was just a confusing game. It looked I, like we we're trying to learn the swarm again. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, one, I don't even like that, like their defensive zone style and approach is like even a story because it just feels like it's ripe for something where a month into the year, it's yeah, like, a headline again. To your point, I would also say, listen, the Oilers were bad in the defensive zone. Find me a zone they were any good in. Good point. So you can blame the defensive zone coverage and that it's new and that they're not used to playing zone. But okay, then what was the excuse at the other end of the rink? Because they were just as bad down there. Um, I have a couple other things that I'm interested takes. I want to get the group's opinion on you. If we want to talk about something from a coaching perspective, I really do not like the down by three goals on the season opener. Connor and Leon are playing together. Why do you think it gives, do you think having Connor and Leon together gives you the best chance to outscore the opposition? Yes. So then why aren't they playing together all game? Because you don't have to, like it's, it comes down to the same thing with Crosby and Malcolm when you put them together in the playoffs and then split them over the regular season. You want to, and I, I feel like I'm trying to explain this to you, but obviously, you know, yeah. um, you want to spread out everything throughout the lineup. But when you know things aren't working and now you're getting desperate, condense it into one. And we've seen what that line can do. And hopefully it'll f- give you the shock and wake up everybody. Because this team, and it's always been this way, regardless of who's wearing the damn jerseys, as long as I can remember. And it makes no damn sense. They can be absolute dog shit or they can just struggle offensively till they get a goal. And once they get that first goal, it's kind of like they get the handcuffs taken off them and all they score one and bang. Now they're going here's, here's why it's I, frustrating as shit. It doesn't make any sense, but it's a thing. Here's why I don't like it. Sure. Playoffs. You're down by three in a game, put them together. Cause you know what? Winning this game is incredibly important. Season could be on the line down by a goal in the final five minutes of a game, a couple shifts, Connor and Leon together, hit the opposition with it. Do it. In this case, I just think you're, you're fighting against yourself where it's, if you think over the course of 40 minutes of a hockey game, your best chance is to out your best chance to outscore the opposition by three goals is to play Connor and Leon together. Then you should just be doing it all the time. Like in my opinion, either do it or don't, but I'm sick of this. No, because you want to get other pieces in the lineup going. That's the whole reason you have them apart. If they're not going, would you not just, okay, fine. You just, I the, bill, the Bills can't make any passes. Okay, just to keep, throw it to Diggs. Throw it to Diggs. Diggs is going to find a fucking way to catch the ball and score a touchdown. That happens. Yeah, but... Right, and th- that's kind of... I think that's the type of mentality they're going with here. That That's not really an apples-to-apples apples comparison and all this. Like, you want Connor Brown, Ryan Dobkin, Zach Hyman, Evander Kane going. Connor and Leon should be able to get those guys going in a game. I think you can do it with them separate. I just feel like it's such a crutch for Jay Woodcroft to, as soon as the others go down... Play them together for the final 40 minutes. I don't like it. I would like to see those lines build up a little bit of chemistry throughout the year. Like it's game one. I didn't like the panic move of we're playing Connor and Leon together. I felt like those final 40 minutes, 
you're likely not winning them no matter what. Build up some chemistry between these guys. See, and I don't think I don't find it as a panic move. I just it's, it's an option you have. It's like you can put them is, all together. He has Woody's best pitch, and he knows it's his best That's, pitch, and he is not going to hesitate to use it if he has to. And what I, I what I what I where I'm going with Tyler, at least that I'm on his team on this one is that he goes to that well too often. Yeah. And that's, that's the issue is that I'm okay with that. Well, being there, How, why, why, one, why do you say it goes to the well of, too much? He's done 100% of the games this year, Rick, he's gone to them. There's been one game. Know, so he can't say 100%. He's but why is it, that? why is it, why is it going too many times? What is it? What is it oversaturating? The, 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 literally the two of them being together and being able to be creative and have that fun in that game. Because what happened against, what do you mean? But the, they're very good the Vancouver, at that. What happened in the Vancouver game? Absolutely nothing. So that, so that, well, but nothing happened before, though. I know, but that well loses a little bit of its mystique now, and it's not. You can't go back to that every single time, or else it's just we're just doing. The so, exact if the power play doesn't work one time, time, you think it loses a little of the, no, the that but, well loses no, a little of the but, mystique? But just like just like with the power play, we don't go back to the first unit every time. Yeah, we if do. It's struggling, <laughs> not every time. Not, not in that eight one game. Right? When was the last time you saw us in a game that wasn't out of control either way, where the first line? wasn't those specific was five game, guys. There was a game last year at the end of the season where they rolled out the power play two when we were up. And now, don't get me wrong, again, it's, yes, I know, but you don't roll out the number one power play line when you're up that big. If you're in a war and you don't use a machine gun and you get killed, you should have used a machine gun. But that's what I mean. Then why are they not just playing them together all the time? Exactly. Because you don't want to use all your bullets. Rick. <laughs> Arguing <laughs> against you your, like, do that. make sense of this. Um, My takeaway from it all is... The Oilers' top six is better than it was last season, and McDavid and Drysaddle will have better line mates than they've probably ever had before on the Oilers. Another step of it as well is last season the Vegas Golden Knights beat us because they ran four lines on us. The Oilers immediately in game one, I get it, you want to try and come back, and maybe they get a goal on one shift, and then it's like four two all of a sudden, and you can start rolling back your lines again. But they need to get used to playing with their line mates, and they had the preseason, and they rolled it in the preseason, which. Tyler said they didn't take very seriously, which I would agree with. Why not just keep going in game one? Like, I just think this team is good enough to come back from deficits when you're rolling uh, all 12 forwards or 11 forwards, I guess. Maybe you take up Ryan. If you don't, if you don't put them together at one point when you're down by three or four, don't you feel like you're just giving up at that point? But they, you have another option. You have a, you have a nuclear option out there that can work and you don't have to keep them. When you put them out there the first time, you don't have to keep it together. You're, your whole goal is to spark this offense, get a goal, get everybody going, let's start moving, and then get back to where you want to go. And then that one didn't work, so you got to do it again and try it again and try it again. And, okay, well, at this rate, we might as well just keep doing it. But Connor Brown, Nugent Hopkins, and Evander Kane play together more than they play with their original sentiment. Like, that shouldn't happen. I don't know. I just think the and, team was shit anyways. Yeah, they were definitely shit. Yeah, there's, like, the reality there's, is they were all shit. Were yeah. All shit. But I just, if you have that option... I think he should be doing, and not necessarily the last 40, I think he should be doing it more often. And you plunk them both out there when the other coach isn't ready for the it. Only way, the only way for it to be more often is if you played them together from the start. No, you do it when they're not ready for it. You, play, you, you, yeah, you mean, start up with your with your top six every way you want it, with them on separate lines. And then at one, any given point in the first period, Throw them both out there. See if you can't catch the other team uh, not paying attention. You would see that Pittsburgh would do that coming off the PK. Yeah, the other team's best players are gassed. They're not going to have a shift. Uh, 
commercials or something like that. There was another one too. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah or like after an ice, if a team yeah. was hemmed in for the ice, yeah, you exactly. throw them out there, basically throw your power play unit on the ice. Yeah. I wouldn't hate that either. The thing I don't like is as soon as they're down by three goals, he aborts any sort of game plan they had coming into the game. And it's Connor and on the whole game together. If you want to mix them in a shift or two, I'm fine to that. I think down by one in the final 10 minutes of a game, how about or down by two heading into the third. Sure. If you want to, because over the course of 20 minutes, you want to be all offense. How about or I just don't like the whole second period starts. They're losing first game of the year. You abort the lines you've been grinding through preseason with and you go right back to what you always do. It's worked. I guess I just don't have a problem with it as much as you do. Yeah. I'd I, rather they keep them separate. Me too. But if you're losing and you're like, all right, let's see if they can make some magic. I don't, I guess I don't have a problem. Cause I don't, I don't think that he said, all right, you two now on the same line for the rest of the game, because you put them out there for one shift for an obvious spark or whatever. And then it didn't work. And you just did it. Try it again, try it again. And eventually, you know, even going into, I don't know what the score was going into the third period, but I mean, we were down three, nothing to those guys at the beginning of last year and came back and beat them. I just like it can be done, and we know if we our can top do it. six is as good as we all say it is. The second line should be able to be fine with those two playing together. I think you see my my takeaway is there needs to be trust within the players, one hundred percent. And we spoke about it the whole time of Campbell, how like the Oilers need to show trust in Campbell, and they did it in game one. Obviously, got pulled, <laughs> but they need to do the same thing with these these forward groups as well. I just pulled out then. Um, McLeod, Holloway, and Fogo played the most together as a line. Mm. Five, five, and five. Leon yeah, but because the fourth line is not going to play very much, and the second, the first two, we already saw what they did. Well, the, so. the rest of them are just absolute jumbles. The next one is Hyman, McDavid, Drysaddle, then it's Hyman, Drysaddle, Nudes, then it's Nudes, Drysaddle, Brown, <laughs> and then it's Kane, McDavid, Brown, who played three minutes and thirty seconds. No, you're the opposite. You're the coach on the opposite team. How do you write up your defense for that? However, I won. Don't they get the first change? Yeah, yeah but how do you, how do you defend? How do you idea. defend? Like you don't know what lines are going to roll. That's actually another interesting point to all this. And quads talk to us about that on Owen every day. But it's when you don't have the first change either. Like the other team's coach is going to go, oh, Connor and Leon are going over the boards. Little tap to his best two defensemen out. They go. I think again, it's almost more justified if you want to do it at home when you have last change. And again, pick your spots on a shift by shift basis. But I just I didn't like the move. Or you just look at the second line and go, okay. If they're going to put out their best defense against us, because those who are out there, you guys now have to go out there and eat. But they they're can't. taking away all the diff, they're taking away all their all your best competition. Go out there and eat now. Go out there and, and do something. But the others don't have drivers in their top six outside of McDavid and Drysaddle, so they have very, very, very good complementary players, like high end complementary yeah. pieces. But they don't have drivers, which is again part of my problem. And constantly pulling David a- and Drysdale on the same line is you can't trust Nuge Hyman or Nuge Brown and Kane to drive offense. They won't. Yeah, and that's you better be able to trust them to drive offense because they're getting paid almost twenty million dollars. Look at what happened in the playoffs last year. Well, that the entire top six disappeared outside of ninety-seven and twenty-nine. Yes, and that's I've said this from day one. That's exactly why we lost to Vegas because yep. they could not produce. I know everybody wants to this that the other, but that is the primary reason why we got knocked out because those guys could not produce. Yep. Want to thank everybody really quickly that came out to Greta on Wednesday. That was fun. Despite the results, you know, the vibes were very, very high in the bar going into the game. I thought Tyler and Aaron did a really good job of hosting the night. The pre-gaming with Boardsy was a lot of fun to watch you guys do your thing in the bar. Uh, Oilers Nation After Dark, you guys did a great job. So I just want to say thanks to everybody that came and helped us raise some money for Kidsport. Greta is going to be our home for all of our events over the coming season. You're just looking for something to do. Liam was down and go play some vids. Liam was grinding Mario Kart just by himself. Somebody's got it. So next time we're there, challenge me. There you go. Next time we're at an event at Greta, 
challenge Liam to some Mario Kart. Maybe he did get challenged. He just ignored whoever's challenging him. Yeah, he just muted them and muted life. them. Well, when you have your your helmet on, it's hard to hear. <laughs> I also recommend you challenge Christopher Chalmers to play some hoops. He was very confident in his hoop game, and he was bad, real bad. I had a good laugh about it. I wish I would have seen that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was awful. Anyway, go check us out at Greta for the next events. We'll have more coming soon. Uh, let's move on from the loss. Leon Dreisel today after practice says, you know what? Sometimes it's good to get smacked around a little bit. Is it? That's the only answer you can come up with. That's the only thing I they mean, can yeah, say. for sure. It was that thing that Greg has said on the rundown. Tyler, you might be able to specify a little bit more, but it was like, they have played almost 4,000 games and they've only allowed seven or goals or more in 15 of them or something. Yeah, like in that. their history. Which is wild. I'm very disappointed one of them came. Can you name Can you name another one? What's uh, that? Calgary, 2000, like, when Were they, they what's lost the question? like nine, five or something like that. Hmm. The Oilers in their 4,000 plus game of history have only allowed seven or more goals 15 times. I think I remember Chicago getting 10 at Rexall. I remember oh. Buffalo almost getting did 10 Did they get 10 or they almost get 10? I feel like they did. I feel like they Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. I remember we want 10 chance in a game against the Sabres. At it's not great. I wasn't hate when one, I had never understood. You guys went down to Calgary. Derek, wasn't it? Derek Dude, the Brissett playoff game was. Game. Oh, we yeah. Nine, we played five or something. Nine, a lot of our Calgary Nine, six, I think, was the game one of the playoffs. Maybe that's the one I'm going to No, because earlier, no, right at the end of the season, was another ridiculous yeah, score. There was one. There was one that we went down in like a January or November or December where the Flames beat us. I, I think Drysdale got a hat trick, but we lost that's right. seven or th- seven to four, maybe. No, it was March. Or March so, yeah. Because it was do not bring up that game. Why? Because if it's the one I think about, and, you're, and we're talking March-ish, and Dry's hat trick, it wasn't a hat trick. He almost scored a hat trick. If we got a hat trick, it would have been 51 goals. He would have shared the oh, fucking thing. Any- with- no, we're no, not talking about that. That's when Dan almost got in a game. fight. Hooligans. Yeah, there's hooligans in the stand. Okay, I don't think there's cranker stats right at all. No? <laughs> so I'm just looking it up on NHL.com. He's just making it. Buddy, it's true. They've allowed, uh, <laughs> they've allowed eight plus goals in a game. 56 times. <laughs> yeah, there might have been more specification. Oh, what was the original statistic? 15. Oh, yeah. That- no, no. Okay. So I know what the stat is. So they've allowed it 56 times. They've been beaten by seven or more, I think, was 50. Uh, beaten by. Uh, that that makes that's sense. fair. That's yeah. Because a lot of these are like eight, six losses, nine, eight wins and shit. That makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. I think, I think that's the correct stat. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and the last time we gave up four, we allowed a player to get four goals was also against Vancouver. Was it? Yeah, that was like, and I must have been his show that was talking about it. It was O2 in Naslin, I think it was, he said. Mm. I can do in the since the decade of darkness. So since the 06 Cup run, it's happened 10 times. <laughs> they, <laughs> they gave up 10 to Buffalo, 9 to Chicago, 9, nine to, Cal- to Chicago, yeah, yeah. 9 to Calgary in January, March, March 26th, 2022. Yeah, uh, 2014, they gave up 8 to Calgary, 8 to Detroit in. February of 09. Shout out. November of 2010, they gave up eight to the Rangers. Gotta be, is there a San Jose in here? There's got to be a San Jose in here. There was a seven against San Jose. What about an Anaheim? Like, Bro, the like seven was... was six nothing after the end of the first period. <laughs> I remember, that was I remember, in like, Rexall. I know. Yeah, I remember, I remember too Aikens much of era, Like when the Oilers were going the, the California <laughs> run, just getting shit stopped every single Dude, day. you're going through Kopitar, you're going through Getzlaff, you're going through Perry. And who's our leading guy? Nuge. <laughs> yeah, he was, 14 year old Nuge going up against oh, yeah. these mm, 
Monsters. Fathers, yeah. Oilers were down 3-1 after the first in that game to San Jose. Evander Kane opened the scoring for the Sharks. I don't know. <laughs> Who's that guy? I don't know. Ah, new friend. Shout former, out to him. Yeah, yeah. Former I, friend of me. I uh, read on Twitter though that he was spent at least an extra half an hour signing autographs last night. Good for him. Speaking of after the cutoff, like if I, I have to talk about it on Oilers Nation Radio. If you haven't seen the content that was made of that getting Derek Ryan to sign his jersey last night at West Edmonton Mall, please go to the Oilers Nation Instagram and check it out. Absolutely hilarious. Okay. He chronicled his whole night from about six p.m. to whenever Derek Ryan inevitably signed it at like. Past the deadline. 803 or something. No, I did see that a lot of guys were talking about the autographed night and how it was, they're kind of laughing at when it was. I, I just curious as to um, what their other option was, right? Because this is, this is something that's scheduled well in advance. Yeah. I mean, so you're like, hey, like two days after game one, whatever the f- one day. Yeah. One day after game one, get the autographs out of the way. Yeah. Move on. Like I, I made the point though yesterday. Like they had four days off between the last preseason game and the first. They should have done it just, last Saturday. Yeah. Busy day in the mall though. Do you? Mm, yeah. Maybe, Crocs honestly, had though, a sale. Maybe, maybe they had you don't have your ball. you don't have your real team though, right? Like you've got guys that would have been oh, out there. That's know. even better though. Like to me, you should do it during training camp when you can just have a smattering of all kinds of players. Yeah, Ben Gleason would have been thrilled. Exactly. <laughs> Put him next to Connor. Everybody come see Ben. I have actually had the biggest line. (laughs) Can you imagine Gleason with Connor? (laughs) I like. I feel like. I feel like these kids deserve that too. And why not? Like it. It. It's less impactful on the season that way. It's not impactful on the season. Period. Impactful on the season from a jersey. Except I say the uh, what was that two years ago when it was flu season in Edmonton and they had the fucking autograph signing and all the players got sick after. That would be well. That was it was the one right after COVID. Yeah, Yeah. and then everyone's kind of worried. And (laughs) that's the one that bothered me. That one. That's fine. I mean, that point while COVID was in the air. I shook his hand while COVID. <laughs> Dude, I I high fived about fifteen hundred people a month before being shut down. Yeah, I was in that line too. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I chased around the also, marching band, yelling at them. <laughs> yes, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the players weren't thrilled about having to do it the day after a bad loss, but also they are professional athletes. Like, yeah, you don't I mean, know, I, I'm sure they were bothered by the way they played, but I don't think they were like. But the autograph seekers aren't the ones that are going to be like, hey, you guys lost last night, blah, 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 blah. The autograph seekers are always like, you know, they literally could go to him after me, one loss and go, you know what? I'll make you feel feel better about yourself because I just want your autograph. I would love to know. So that obviously thousands of people showed up to Web yesterday for this autographs. I'm going to guess there's like a small handful. Hey, we ate one loss last night, eh? I don't think anybody would. No. I, I there's a handful. I, I just in the lineup you, probably, but I almost guarantee you nobody has I think the there's a bunch of ha- courage like a to do it at the table. Handful of hardos that- Who yelled at McDavid coming out of Moxie's? Oh, but that it was, was that Joey. Guy. That guy might line it up was again. Joey. First of all, you think Whatever. Connor's going to Moxie's? Whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> They is make that a good what we're shirt. focusing on in that story? <laughs> 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 Poor Moxie's taking some shrapnel on the podcast. <laughs> um, there was probably a lot of like tough one last night, and the players are going to be like, "Yeah." <laughs> but I think even those—that's those, what I mean, like yeah. a small percentage. But even those guys, they get over it much quicker than I do. Guaranteed you. Like I, 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 so I, too, I yeah. spoke to a couple of them after whatever game it was when we got. Out of, when we're knocked out of the playoffs. And I promise you, I was more blue than they were. Fair. Yeah. Probably. What did uh what did you guys think of Vinny's fight? Um, I think yeah, you'd have to ask like perhaps a, a wrestling um that was more judge. Of a 
Yeah, there was. I don't know if the to how the takedowns like were. Did, I don't know how you mark how the takedowns. But not great. Uh, I was just actually I should bring that up, shouldn't I? Um, it it was a it was a lot of close contact there. Like that's why Vinny's forehead got ripped open. It's probably his visor and the helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The visor of the other guy. He's got to start doing what what Chara did back in the day. If you remember, there's the one fight with Chara and um, just swings him around. Yeah, right hand. Wade Belak. He's got him, and Belak's a big boy. Mm -hmm. And he (laughs) had him with the left, and he looked like he was on like uh, just going around in circles. Chara didn't. Chara, if he was going to lose a fight, would just throw you. That's just the way he did it. He used his strength. And Vinny can do the same thing. It got a 3.49 out of 10 on, on hockey. Fans. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great, great fight. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a lot of takedown action there yeah. at the end. But probably yeah. get a judo judge involved in this. And yeah, probably. I was surprised you know, to see it. Sweep the leg. Yeah. Sweep, sweep the leg. <laughs> yeah, I liked seeing it because at the time, without any hindsight of the rest of the game, I liked it. Yeah, I like to see a scrap to start the game. I always yeah. do. I can't Love believe it. I watched the game tilted. After that moment, <laughs> yeah, but I, okay. I it was not his fault, but it, yeah, and it had nothing to do with the fight itself. The team just didn't do anything, they didn't do anything, they were just they they were a better team. Like, that well, night. I shot them five to one to that point, you're yeah, like, fucking here we go, dominate, but but it was not, <laughs> not, it was not the fight, no, it but it's just for either way, though. Point, it's funny that that was like almost a visual marker <laughs> yeah, of like, when whoa. things changed. And I guarantee you, there's a chunk of people that go, See, I didn't do anything yeah, for the team, but it got their team going, and this is why you lost because you got in the fight. No, it's just nothing to do with it, they were just a better team. Uh, looking at a little bit of news today for the Edmonton Oilers, Marcus Niemelainen on waivers today. So he's obviously healthy enough to go down to Bakersfield. Probably clear, I would imagine. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think better players than him have cleared. I'm curious around that rule. Does anybody know what the rule is? How healthy does he have to be? I think healthy enough to play is like... Yeah. The okay, interesting. No, just curious because, yeah, he got held out at the start of the year. Right? Yeah, I think it's just healthy enough to play. Because yeah. he was skating too. It's not by himself. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I think. Can't be wheeled to the air. He's in the full right. bubble suit. <laughs> yeah. Here go. Now the question is, what's come? What happens next? Mark Spector reporting that it looks like Adam Ernie will be signing a deal t- as early as tomorrow once the waiver wire goes through. Whether Ernie Malaman gets claimed or clears. Thoughts on Adam Ernie? I mean, he's just another fourth line guy. He's a dude. I just I, don't get it because he's a lefty. If he was a right-handed guy, it would make way more sense to me. I think yeah. they like the jam he brings. I, I'm not like sitting here thinking Klim cost in 2.0. I don't think he has that kind of upside. I personally probably would have preferred that they just give the spot back to Lane Peterson or Ralph Lavoie, but there's something in Ernie they seem to like. So we shall see if they're correct in this I mean, analysis. To be fair to Adam Ernie, played a lot of games. Played 355 NHL games. He does have a little bit of touch. 61 games played with the Red Wings last year. He had eight goals and 10 assists for 18 points. If you got a guy that's going to chip that's in 18 actually. points on the fourth line, you're not going to be upset about it. Yeah, that's kind be- of what we were expecting out of Peterson, though. If he was going yeah. to, let's just say he got the fourth line position, we would have said right around Derek Ryan points from last year is kind of what you expect. No? I think that's a headline in all of this, if there even is one in this minor move. But Lane Peterson was signed to a two year deal, was not good enough enough through preseason that they started playing Matthias Yammark at center and then sent him down and signed somebody else in his place. I think he probably wanted you would have penciled Yanmark on the on the roster and then just like dabbled with the fact that he can play center or not. Yeah, I think so. But it, they did it in like four games into preseason. Like Pedersen had already played three at that point, and they were like, you know what, this guy is not what we need. 
I just think that's that's an interesting little part of this. He's, it is. He's good eventually. But I also don't think it's horrible having him in Bakersfield nope, either. You know, neither. Condors need to play and they need to perform. And he's young. He's only like 25, 26. 26. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm not saying this is a terrible signing by any means. It's pretty irrelevant, to be honest. But he's just like, oh, this guy really didn't do much to earn a spot. Spent the bulk of his career to this point in the AHL. Um, looks like he's all, well, I mean, he is in Bakersfield. So there you start. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind having good players, AHL players, down there helping the kids out. I think it's important for to build a winning culture from the bottom up. Yeah, maybe helps with that. I don't know. We'll see. Just NHL ready depth. Yeah, which is what they need. Yep. Yeah, so, they need more depth. It'll be fine. Anyway, <laughs> when, are, yeah. when are we going to see Drake Kajula? I don't know why you need more depth. No, we can we can't afford it really. So, yeah. <laughs> what's the point? Now we can't afford it. That's very true. Intrigued to see what Adam Ernie can do. Like if he adds more grit into the bottom six. I, I mean, I love rough and tumble hockey. I like guys who can yeah. hit. I like guys who can go light you up. And you know what? If we sit you know? here and we rip them for their lack of jam, lack of compete, all that stuff in game one, sure, bring a guy who's a bowling ball like Ernie, who's going to go for you know. Paul, pardon my French here. He'll go fuck shit up. Like and listen. <laughs> I Let's not French. pretend that this city doesn't know. love a guy like this that'll go out and fuck shit up. We, we all fell in love in Clim Co- with Clint Cost and he played like 60 games. Yeah. Why did you point to this All right, guy? Peter, we're real. He's staying in the breakfast upstairs. Detroit's north, right? No. Other news. <laughs> Important news. <laughs> Looks like Matias Ekholm is expected to play tomorrow. He's leading stretches today. Leading stretches today at practice. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure he led stretches before the last preseason game, and we were like, "He's back." No, he didn't play. But <laughs> whoopsies. I'm just happy to have him back. They I mean, cheered for him this time when he was on the go, doing yeah. it, though. He is the Oilers' best defenseman, in my opinion. Not having him in the lineup hurts. Would they have lost eight one? I mean, they probably would have lost even with him in. But maybe it would have been five one. Maybe. There's too noticeable of a difference. And we saw it last season was a biggest sample size, obviously, when he wasn't on the team and the sky was falling because our defense was not even close to good enough. And then he came in and played 20 games, whatever he did. And it was like the entire blue line was brand new. Yeah. Yeah. But you're just, you're, and I'm not taking anything away from him, but you're, you're placing a guy in a spot where he fits and everyone else shifts down a bit, right? Yeah, exactly. And now right now we lost an actual NHL defenseman. So, Therefore, everyone's taking a step up right now, whether or not that's a good thing or not, it is what it is. You got to put him there. It'll filter back again. That just means we're playing. At the what do you think? What these pairings look like tomorrow? Do you put at home with Bouchard? Yes. Or do you try and do well, Bouchard pairing again? I don't think we, I think don't let's try not to get cute anymore here. Let's just get a win under our belts and go with what works. They were practicing together today. Oh yeah. Uh, was CC Good or bad on one. I know everyone was kind of bad, but I just all I've seen of him the brightness is, off your off your outfit too bright. You couldn't couldn't see very well. <laughs> For CC, he's too busy. Yeah, there's too bright. Busy yeah. Mario Kart. Was, By the time it was five <laughs> one, he was Mario Kart. <laughs> My head was in my hands most of the game. Right? But the only thing I've seen of him is just getting absolutely annihilated. Elias Pedersen. Oh, yeah. The dude was obviously okay. Now I take nothing away from Pedersen. Good, good job to finish your hit, but it. His weight was obviously all on his heels. It was not that big of a hit. Yeah, but, but I do think any one of us in this funny. room could have knocked him over the exact same way. I could not. You could have. I promise you. <laughs> I don't know if I could generate the speed to get close to him. Just a good hit. Well, if you just guy. if you just go in the hockey position, 
I'll chest pass you from the back, and I promise you'll knock him over the same. That slow mo video was sick. It looked like he got blasted back into another dimension. I do kind of wish he was like Ryan Reed. Good good on him. No, not Elias Pettersson. Yeah, just someone who you know who I've seen throw on a hit before. Well, I hope it gives Elias Pettersson a confidence to try it again when he invariably bursts into dust because he's like 130 (laughs) pounds. Yeah, that's yeah. Like good on him to make the hit. I mean, that's probably that's always been the one thing that I've looked at him where I'm like, I'm not so sure how high he can fly in this league because I don't know if he has that exactly. And I feel like if you really want to, you can just like pick him up like a child and take him off the puck. (laughs) But so if he incorporates the physical game, that's going to take it another step. Um, So it was great on him to make the hit. But like I said, it was uh, all the, all his weight was on his heels. Like it's, you you turn the fan on and he was going to fall over at that point. <laughs> the other thing I uh, want to mention is that the Edmonton Oilers announced yesterday that they hired former NWHL commissioner, Danny Ryland Kearney as a pro scout, Jeff Jackson continuing to make some adjustments in the management side. There you go. I like it. it shows that Jeff Jackson's not just going to go grab a bunch of retread, hire people. Like He's not he- going to the well. Like We see that a lot in Edmonton. This yeah. isn't hiring. I don't know. Peter Shirelli's brother. Pick ex oiler yeah. from whatever era, you know? Yeah, it's nice. It's progressive. It's very, very good. Every team does it. She seems very qualified for the, the job. She's been slow on it. No, no. I mean, bringing back old players and stuff. I mean, oh, Alfredson yeah, no, just went back to the Senators. Everybody yeah. does it. Yeah. But it's well, just, it's a nice. Hire your friends. Air. What everybody does. Look at this company. <laughs> I mean, Why do you think kinda, I'm here? Kind of happens. <laughs> kind of happens regularly. Why am I here? <laughs> I, I like to think we became friends because we were hired. <laughs> Probably. That's true. Definitely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, now seems like a good time to step aside for an ad. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I mean, you two were friends before you worked here. Yeah, that's fair. We met at Nate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was and bred have known each other since they were in like kindergarten. Yeah, we learned that yesterday. Yeah. yeah well, I, and, but also they've both been here for like a year and we just learned that. That doesn't really surprise me when I heard that though. No. What was that? What did you say? 
Waz and Brett? Yeah. I said they've been here for like a year. And this is Waz's third year with us. This is Waz's third year working. For- yeah. I re- yeah. So the very first day he was like visible as an employee was a <laughs> golf tournament because everybody was at the bar. They started off at the, at the bar to, before the, uh, the bus out. And I think he introduced himself to Jay or something like that. And Jay's like, oh, this is the first time I've actually seen you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But that was, was the weird golf tournament when none of us had seen each other for like months and yep. months and months. Yep, yep. Holy shit, Waz has been in my life for three years. <laughs> flies, the blessing just flies by. You're having fun, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yep. I also keep forgetting that people can watch the full hour long video version of this podcast. Yeah, like you saw your facial expression. I know, and I've been like picking stuff. <laughs> I've been like, I've been like picking stuff out of my teeth and shit the whole show. I got to remember on camera. Spent yep. a little too much time with the radio class, not the TV class. Yep. Away she goes, gentlemen. It is time for Ask the Idiots. Da, 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 da. For our friends at Alberta Blue Cross, there's only one thing better than making memories, and that's making some new ones. We are hoping to make some new memories with the Oilers tomorrow because my first memory this season, no bueno. No oh boy. Are you going tomorrow? As of right now, I don't think so. <laughs> are you going? I'm going. I'll see you there. Yeah. By the truck? By the truck. Yeah. My plan. But now is, everyone else will know where we're going. <laughs> my plan is to watch from home, but we'll see. Sometimes tickets fall out of the sky. Yeah, I know. We'll see. Um, what was I doing? Oh, yeah. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. Alberta Blue Cross is the official nation provider of insurance on all of our nation vacations. We are less than a month away from going to the Seattle nation vacation. I'm very, very excited. Tyler continues to rub his eyes, even though he's on camera. Sorry. Um, I also keep yawning. Uh, it's an all-time performance here. But also, I was going to say we are... Uh, fuck me. We're like, I think, a week away from launching uh, the nation vacation to see it to Arizona. I think, now the I goal know. is to see how many visual ticks you have on the full ver- video version of the podcast. Oh, so bad. Just do an ISO cam of Tyler. Please. The good thing oh. is I think this might actually drive people to go watch the video because they want to see what we're talking about. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, by the way. If we yep. get to 30,000 subs by the trade deadline, I am doing a boudoir shoot of Tyler. It is going to be very tasteful, but it will be sexy. Yeah. Are you doing it or are you having it done? Well, I'm going to be staging the whole thing. Perfect. Start to finish. Um, but also, if people didn't see enough of what they needed to see from me in that Barbie costume, I don't know. It was revealing. You're smuggling budgies. BM's got the uh, camera skills already. If you do remember correctly, at Vegas was it? I think it was Vegas when he had the uh, interesting uh, pictures of uh, Liam changing. <laughs> oh yeah, wasn't he just like in the mirror? Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, honestly, was, it's, was, it is so artistic. Ever. It's so artistic because I was I walked into the room to take a picture <laughs> of what looked like an OnlyFans set. <laughs> oh yeah, in Liam's room. But Liam was just changing for the night out. But Rick took a picture off the reflection of the window. So it looks like I'm pervin' on Liam while he's changing his shirt. Oh, that's probably one of my favorite photos of all time. Arguably one of the funniest pictures I've ever seen. That's really funny. It's so outrageous. I was For friends of Alberta Blue Cross, that's the idiot's time. Dan, you're up first. Are you ready? Yes. How do you calm down? De- how how do you calm yourself down after a devastating loss? That's from Adrian. I, I actually, it's funny. I I did it after the eight to one loss. I go on NHL, whatever version I have at that time, and I pump the shit out of the team that we just got lost. We just lost to. So that's what you I play. Some bits? I do. Yeah, I played some hockey and I beat the crap out of the Canucks for All us. Right. All right, Liam. How do you recover after a devastating loss? Um, I just go on the podcast and vent to people for an hour every day and it usually is good therapy for me. I 
honestly, that's pretty much what I do. Yeah, I don't really have like a recovery thing. Um, I would love to be like, oh, I have a few more drinks. But when they win, I also like celebrating with a few more drinks. <laughs> so I don't really have anything. I usually just stew in my misery until I fall asleep. Rick? I stew until I'm allowed to yell it out on a microphone. I pace. Yeah, you do. You move around quite a bit. When the Oilers are losing, I get up, I move around, I change spots. Maybe if I watch this TV, they'll win. If I watch that TV, nope, not that one. Maybe if I try this one, I just pace around. I'm annoyed. <laughs> Takes me a minute. On Wednesday night, I went home, a couple of drinks in my kitchen at a solo dance party. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Listen, you have to get it up. One of the first things that I started at the nation, I got to go to a local radio station here that has a demographic that is skewed more towards females. And they told me that they can tell when the Oilers have lost a few games in a row because the calls that they get are slightly more depressed and more like upset sounding. So yeah, it's Edmonton is a different breed of fan too. Reversing the order. This one's from Ali Rick. Who are you starting on Saturday night? And does Wednesday night's performance affect the plan? We're talking about goaltending here. No, I was always going one. One and one, so it's Stu. Tyler? Same as Rick. I was always going one and one. It's Stu's net. Tyler? Or Liam? Stu. Nation Dan? Chet Pickard. No, uh, I, I think the plan was Calvin's always... Calvin's cousin, of course. Calvin, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I'm still hoping that we sign Chet, just so that I don't sound like a total idiot. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you just go to Stu. Yeah, it's simple enough. One game is, if one game ruins Woody's plan here, that's a completely different conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Don't overreact after one game. That is the way it goes. Ask the ideas for our friends at Alberta Blue Cross. Last question, Tyler. I'm jumping right in the middle. The NHL needs a new. Oh, the NHL needs to introduce a new spin on the shootout. If your team has a penalty when OT expires, the other team gets to choose your shooters. Do you like it or no? Oh man, that'd be so funny. Can you imagine the Oilers had a penalty? They get through OT, and the other team's coach is just like Deharnay. Derek Ryan and I uh, maybe like at home, maybe Brover. Oh, Cody CC. Yeah. yeah CC, DeHarnay, Derek Ryan. Cause we'll say you like have to have one forward. Liam, do you like the adjustment? Or they pick Fogel. What was it? Sorry. Just that's the adjustment. If that's the adjustment. Yeah. Isn't there? <laughs> Rick is showing the picture. Um... <laughs> I want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great night. Isn't there already a penalty for that? Uh-huh. Like if the guy's in the penalty if box, you can't in the penalty penalty. box yeah. they can't shoot. No, he, that player, I don't think that player is not allowed to shoot. That's what that, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I do not like that rule. I don't yeah. like the idea of letting other teams tamper with your roster. I think, <laughs> I think that's, that's funny. It's a dangerous slippery slope. Let's just do three. Here's my adjustment to the shootout. Let's get rid of the fucking shootout. Extend the OT. I want to see deeper in the lineup getting out you know there what? when it's on three on three. Just, under- mistakes. just understand if you do extend it, you're bringing out like... A bigger surface of fewer players. It sounds like a great idea, it but look at soccer. Idea. No, no, it's going it to be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious because you're sixth, your fifth and sixth defenseman out against the top line guys. You're going to have three on ones. Yeah, but you can also get the 56 against the 56. Then it's about trying to control oh, the puck, better. and these guys can't pass as well. And it's de- like, just look I'm at soccer. Look at I, soccer. I, There's a lot I, more I around and doing nothing. But so see, that just should be careful. the incentive for every team is to have guys that could be serviceable in a three on three game. And that, like, no, because we it. did it. No, we did this with a shootout with penalty shoots, penalty shoots, penalty shooters, penalty shot shooters. We started bringing guys into the fourth line but, just because they were good at taking penalty shots. But that's that's what you have when How you have penalty shots. How dare you say Jokinen was a fourth liner? Can you take that back <laughs> if you're going to talk about Rob Shrimp in that way? 
<laughs> I think I just I hate the shootout. I, I I've had enough it. of it too. I've heard more of it from the broadcast teams this year, just in the first three days of the season, than I have ever. So I think it's coming. Yeah, like I'm all for it, but I'm just saying, like there can it's not going to be all ten bell chances and all that stuff. No, no there's going to be some. There's going to get. Some, there's going to be some boring times where you're not trying to win. You're trying not to lose with those guys on the ice. So just be careful 100%. about this. Uh, and I'm fine with that because there's also going to be times when all of a sudden Woody slips Leon and Connor out against the other team's depth players, and they go, "Whoa." Yeah, but we've, I mean, Anaheim did it to us once where they won the face off and they just passed the puck around their net the whole damn time for about 45 seconds. We changed. They came down and scored right away, too. So I would rather that than the shootout, even in a loss. Yeah, it, that force. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on, I'm definitely in terms of extending OT as opposed to having the shootout, but there will be times where we're like, 10 minutes Dang. Of overtime and then a hockey fight solves it. Let's go. Nothing oh, kills my Oilers boner quite like a shootout. I don't think it actually does. It does. I, I, There's not the a moment, chance like in it. hell because I, once you get like they clean the ice, sure, whatever. Once the first guy lines up, you are jacked and right in front of the television again because I'm doing the exact same thing. I yeah, but then 50% of the we time, we would prefer it to be it. overtime. I love watching McDavid in a shootout. However, it's terrifying. You don't blink. You really, your heart doesn't, it's terrible. It's not great for the health, but hey. Yeah, I'm with you, Rick. I hate it when we lose in the shootout. <laughs> That's why I hate the shootout. I just don't You're like barely using it. I'm over it. I'm over him too, by the this way. This goes back to the Olympics. Damn it. Oh, don't even start me on 98. See, you youngsters don't even Stupid know. Mark Crawford. We got Kennedy's quotes game coming in, but she's locked out. Oh, yeah. We got to let Kennedy in. <laughs> yeah, we got to let Kennedy in Kata. for Kennedy's quotes game. Otherwise, oh. it doesn't work nearly. Oilers. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. The Oilers have signed forward Adam Ernie to a one-year two-way contract with an AAV of 775000 For more, we go live to Oilers Nation reporter Matt Wozniak outside Rogers Place. He's a hot guy. Thanks, Woz. <laughs> we got Kennedy coming in for the quote game. Of course, you know how this works. Kennedy has gone back through the archives. She's listened to us say very, very intelligent things. <laughs> and she's put them all in a list for us to guess which of these five morons <laughs> gave Said you what? these nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> you know the drill. Get out your notepads. Get out your pens and paper. Um, five quote or six quotes. Not throwing a curveball here. Uh, two of the same person. We're going to make sure that this works. So if the bandit isn't okay. Yeah, we're good. Okay. We're good. Me. All right. Number one, <laughs> it's a horse. Oh, come on. Whose horse is that? Whose horse is that? <laughs> I was hoping you say that. Um, it's that's the whole quote. It's a horse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Put some respect on my name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number two. I never thought I could face my fear of chickens. Now look at me. Oh. <laughs> Okay, number three, running yield signs and figuring out waffles. Running yield signs and figuring out waffles? Yes. Yes. I'm going over. Was. I'm guessing Waz said that one. It was Wanye. Um <laughs> number four. Um Excuse me, friends. Pardon me here. Do you know where the mayo is? <laughs> this one is impossible. Okay. What the hell? Next quote is going to be the. <laughs> I'm just going to start doing words. Yes. 
Number five. So you're saying fire Jay Woodcroft? <laughs> okay, got that one as well. <laughs> five for five. Okay, number six. I think us having fish in the office would make great content. Oh, that was, uh, I know when that was. <laughs> I am not confident with any of them except the chicken one. <laughs> Zero. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to figure out which one I said. I don't mine know mine usually stands out. Normally, I can figure out the ones that I say because I have very like consistent mannerisms or speech patterns, but this one... Or I'm something just, ridiculous. Yeah, or something like, like I shit myself. Three weeks ago. This is going to be my worst score ever, I think. Okay. I went over a couple okay. times, so. Yep. Are we all done? <laughs> Does everybody feel good? Pencils yep. down. I feel terrible. Okay. Kennedy, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So number one, it's a horse. Who'd everybody get? I guess Tyler. Tyler. I said BM. <laughs> I had to go with me because the reverse, uh, yeah. Yeah, same thing. I had me, but then I had to flip to Rick because I couldn't figure out what his could be. So Tyler. The bandit isn't okay. I got an emergency number. I got a call. Oh, so you're not expected to tend to the wound. No, so I define it's only okay, though. It's only a bandage, man. How hard can it be? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but no, if you're if you're calm, the horse will be calm. You just stay there and relax. You know, you can't kind of take it. I had it and I flipped off it. Shit. I did have you too, then I because yeah. I had to. But it's hard. Okay, number two. I never thought I could face chickens. Now look at me. Lock of the year. One thousand <laughs> percent Liam Horbin. Farmer Liam specifically. Liam. Yeah, that was me. It was Liam. <laughs> that was Liam. <laughs> For the record, I've never been Could crazy. you milk a cow if you needed to? No way. You'd get kicked in the head. How do you know? I never thought I could face my fear of chickens. Now look at me. Oh. Could you milk a cow? Also, <laughs> would have been a great line for the Google game. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones from that one bit. It wasn't a bit, that was life. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a fun. <laughs> the paycheck. Okay, number three running yield signs and figuring out waffles. Stab in the dark. I picked Dan. I picked Dan as well. I picked bag milk. I did BM. I have Dan. Yeah, I don't know why, but uh, waffles. Because of the waffles. You were excited to get that question out there. I was actually like thinking, I was like, we're all Belgians. Yep, that makes sense. (laughs) Boy. (laughs) Banner started running running yield signs and figuring out waffles. Yes. Yes. There you go. Wow. Yes. You guys do know your problems. Man. That's very good. I didn't know myself there. All right, number four. Excuse me, friends. Pardon me here. Do you know where the mail is? I picked Liam. It's just a I weird said, thing to say. I just said Rick. I said Dan. I said BM. I have me. Who? That's a lot of names. We're all over the place. But in there, I yeah. actually don't think we can. I'm pretty sure. And if you want to go downstairs, just go in the kitchen, make yourself a snack. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah, home sweet home. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, friends. Pardon me here. Do you know where yeah. the mayo is? Yeah, yeah just trying to make. Well, I'm not liking those. This is my question number five. All time, and I'm three of four. I like because I don't think you've ever gotten your own quote. No, yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I didn't say that. Myself. Who said it? That was Danny. <laughs> 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 Learn something new every day about myself. <laughs> okay, number five. So you're saying fire Jay Woodcroft? I had Rick, but now I'm obviously wrong. I guessed myself. I said Tyler. It sounds like something I'd say. I have Tyler. 
He's an sorry, right I'm now. kidding. I'm, yeah, kidding. No. <laughs> I'm trying to, what did you say? Sorry. We had a youthful coach a couple of years ago and that didn't work out. That's so fair. Well. Yeah, that's fair. So the, the youth movement. So you're saying fire Jay Woodcroft. I swapped BM for myself and I got it wrong. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last one. Number six. I think us having fish in the office would make great content. I thought that was me. I, I thought guessed, BM too. I guessed Liam. I doubled down on Liam. I said Rick, but now I'm thinking it might be me as well. Yeah, I don't think I'd have anything to do with office talk like that. I have BM. I, well, I had no option. Too crazy just to fish okay. tank. <laughs> I thought we were thankfully. going dark here. Oh, you're trying to give away your fish tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did try to pitch it to Jay. It didn't go well. Oh, well, he said no. He said, didn't say no. <laughs> didn't say no. Didn't I think say us, yes. I think us having fish in the office, sorry, Liam, oh. would be great content. I think so too. Wow. I went one for three. Fitty, fitty. Four for six. Wow. Yeah. Good run, Dan. Good run, Good run, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Kennedy's game. Last time. How'd you do? Hit us up on socials. Oh, and radio podcast. Yeah. I want to know how you did. Twitter and Instagram is Kennedy's quotes this game. A, that's a great bit we have. <laughs> it really is. It just, you know what it is? It's just really punctuates how dumb this podcast is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the fact that we don't get our own so often is, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I have a little bit of flavor on mine that I, the mine usually pop out just like you, but like different. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Kennedy's quotes game. Mine's usually a little more blunt. Yep. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. If you are down for something to do, you're looking for something to do on a Friday night, may I recommend going to watch the ponies? Check out the ponies, maybe hit up the buffet. Ooh, I love a good buffet. Who doesn't love a good buffet? Oof. Good living. Carving meats out there. You got some cups oh, of roast nice beef. Roast beef. Oh, Boy, you know oh come so on. Nice. That's a really nice, really, really nice evening you're planning for yourself. Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Go out and bet on the ponies or pop on down to the tables if you're feeling frisky. You can do both. You can do both. You have to walk through one to get to the other. May as well drop a couple bucks. Maybe just have a couple of spins. Mm -hmm. Maybe a windicate with the boys. How much time is there between horse races? 15 minutes. Oh, that sounds like a lot of time to go downstairs. You get a couple hands of blackjack in. I would not suggest it in the crab stable because if you get on a heater, you got to stick it. And you never walk away from the table on a heater. We all know. Never. Yeah. Right. Right. Time for hot and cold farmers, gentlemen. Let's wrap up the podcast. Let's get through it. We're running a little bit late here, so we got to start with our veggies as we always do. For our friends at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino, Nation Dan, you're up first with your cold performer of the week. My cold performer of the week is going to come from earlier this week. It's going to go to the entire league uh, <laughs> for announcing that it's banning pride tape Ridiculous. from all events. Uh, pretty silly to me. It feels like we we keep having the same conversation now since last year when they uh, had the couple players sit out. Uh, but for the league to reverse its decision on allowing players to make their own choices yeah. and going out of their way to single out one company in pride tape uh, and banning them from anything. It's, it's short-sighted. It's gross. It's just, it's just a poor decision by the NHL. So you get my cold performer of the week for banning pride tape. hundred percent. I'm with Dan as bonus cold performer. Of the week. I do believe in that whole 
spiel though they did say like they did specify pride tape but they did say like you can't do anything that connects to those jerseys and they so they did mention yeah. at least according to like the radio blurb i heard on the way down here the whatever day it was they did say hey listen it can't be with the military or the kind of, but but don't get me wrong yeah. yes it's completely wrong it's yeah. all wrong yeah. i do want to say they they did encompass everybody but it still shows you a cowardly you act know what i want to see i want to see connor do it anyway yeah, there's, there's going to be a bunch. There's one player that did come out, Scott Long, oh, did come out and said that I'm going to do it. I'm probably going to do it. And I dare them to talk to me about it. Um, the other thing too, like I had people in my mentions after I gave my piece, said my piece about it. And they were like, I like that the NHL is staying neutral. Staying neutral would have been, you can do whatever you want and we will not punish you. Banning is the banning stupid is, thing. It's like the literal opposite of being neutral. You can so, literally hit a guy from behind and damn near kill him and not get a penalty because our t- officials are terrible, but they're banning probably. colorful tape. My, my thing is for hockey. Cowardly. They, they've been pandering to this and using this hashtag hockey is for everyone for a long time. Hold on, hold on. I would like to specify this too because I've, I need you to need you to specify NHL. Yep. And it is not hockey is for everybody. Nope. Hockey is not exclusively ridden by the NHL. There's a lot of leagues out there that are okay with everything. So I just, I would like every time anyone says this, I need you to specific, specify, please, and say the NHL. But for the league that was transacting on that social capital for a long time to now turn around and reverse it and single out pride tape. Chicken shit. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. 100%. Liam, your cult from the My cult performer of the week. The coyote situation in Short Park is getting a little out of hand. (laughs) (laughs) Too many. (laughs) No. Okay, go on. (laughs) A lot of howling at night. A lot of a lot of these desert dogs up at the uh, up at the fences. People are getting harmed now in Shore Park. Dogs are getting harmed. I have a small dog. Back off. Sounds like you should have to get a big dog now to protect the small dog. Or are you gonna get with your dog one of those like uh, what are those called those coyote collars? Or befriend the a coyote. Fucking gnarly spikes on them. If a coyote Ooh. comes in my yard, I will kick it in the head. There is a park that I always walk my I'll dog in it. right beside where I live, and every now and then I see a coyote in here. I'm like, yeah, fuck. I'm close. I dare you. <laughs> Last time I saw a coyote in person, I went and got a golf club and chased it. Yeah, I am writing this one down me. though because the, the "come close, I dare you" I feel is going <laughs> to pop up in the Kennedy game <laughs> here in a couple months. I just want to make sure I know yep. where that came from. 100 for the coyotes <laughs> in Sherwood Park. Oh, get cold. Tyler, I'm checking cold from the week. Uh, playoff baseball. It is absolutely electric. It is. Just great to see stadiums of people packed and waiting on every pitch. And it's my cold <laughs> performer of the week feel like there's something because there. the Blue Jays got eliminated <laughs> and they've robbed me of having great memories like Phillies fans are getting. I'm jealous. Are jealousy. you thrilled? I'm not. Does it like hurt a little bit just to like see Frank at the Phillies games and he's just having the best time ever? <sighs> and I'm just like, oh, we should be watching the Jays do cool shit in October. It <laughs> pisses me off. You should be able to tr- troll Minnesota fans instead yeah. of it's annoying. watching him and troll the Mets fans. Rick, you're up next. Your cold form of the week. Just overall overreactions. I've noticed it in game one, and I, this has nothing to do with what we talked about today because it was already written down, but the Connor Leon combo, um, the autograph day, like I get it, it was a bad day, but it was pre-booked and all that. Just overreaction in general. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out mm-hmm. deceived. That's right, Stephen A. That's right. Um, I just, I'm going to say it again. Dan had it first. 
NHL for banning pride tape. Absolutely ridiculous. It's just it's <laughs> so dumb. Stupid. Three steps back to take one step forward, I guess. Whatever. I don't even understand the I just don't get it. Word. Word. I do think they're gonna see a big advantage out of this though, because I think there's a their sales have gone through the roof right now. Oh, um, and that, then I think you're going to see a lot of players coming out to do something and the league is going to get good. forced into it's changing themselves. It's massive story now and they do, which will be good, I guess. Good, good. Yeah. I hope the players do come out. Drag them yeah. through the Can't mud. Mm-hmm. Gutless. Gutless. So stupid. Shouldn't you just do what you want. Nope. It's because everyone's too too afraid to listen to somebody bark to it. Dude, put Brian Burke in charge. I want to see <laughs> that guy run yeah. compressors for the league. Yeah. And by the way, just speaking of Brian Burke, if you haven't read his like release that he put out on Twitter, it's well worth. The I bet game. there was a lot of pressing the the delete button on his. Yeah, on his, his publicist was probably like, "No, nope, we're taking Brian. that word out. Taking that, that, taking that whole damn sentence out." <laughs> All right, boys, let's finish it off with some positive news for our friends <laughs> at. What's happening on my computer here? <laughs> Everything is freezing <laughs> on my computer and it's upsetting. It's Ron Burgundy. He has nothing to read. He has nothing to say right now. Century Mile Race Track. It's for my friends at Century Mile Race Track. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> the Denver Broncos. Uh, let's finish off with some positive news for our friends at Century Mile. Nation Dan, your hot performer of the week. This one came out of Minnesota actually last night. Uh, Ryan Hartman, I think it's... it's wife or fiance posted a photo of it. Uh, there's a company in Minnesota that is renting jerseys for fans just outside the arena. So you I saw that. There, I didn't know if that was real. Go to the not. vehicle, pay 20 bucks and the deposit for the cost of the jersey. You get to wear the jersey into the game and then you come out of the game and you pass them back the jersey. Bing, bang, boom. They're called Tarps Off Jersey Rental. They just showed up on social media after Hockey Fights posted about it. And uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a cool idea. Gets jerseys onto people that maybe they can't afford necessarily to buy one of their own but they want to be a part of the crowd in the game, or maybe you're traveling to a game and you want to be able to have a Jersey, be a part of the crew. So tarps off Jersey rental gets my hot performer of the week. He's a hot guy. I wonder how the deal with the mustard stains. <laughs> well, they, they, gotta, hey, they pop up from time. There's to time. gotta be a cleaning fee of some sort. Well, I mean, if they have any questions, let me know because I know oh, how to get them. That's out. a good point. I'll, I'll tag you on social media. Thank you. Me. Yep. If you need mustard stains out of your white Yamamoto Jersey, specifically <laughs> reach out to Rick. I know. I never thought that was coming out of that thing. <laughs> also, honorary shout out to Mrs. Towelboy. Thank you. Thank you. For yep. giving you the know-how. On yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, you're up next. Century Mile Race Dragon Casino, your hot performer of the week. My hot performer of the week. I don't know. I'm too worried about these coyotes, if I have to be honest. <laughs> to worry about my chest. I'll say um, I liked what Paul Maurice said the other day about rookies playing the first game in the NHL. I like Paul Maurice. I like a lot of the things he said. I thought that was like a cool comment. <laughs> what did he say? That? He basically just said he's like you got it you get one of these days so the first game is like the that. first game your first game is like for your family not for you go out yeah. there. i want you go out there i want you to be nervous i want all this stuff it's your family gets like taken yeah. all the good um yeah after that is all you but but first one's for them yeah this is a cool like to those who supported you on your way to the moment i guess you could yeah, say. yeah pour it on all right tyler you're up next <laughs> hop over the week Beginning of the NHL season, first goal for Leon Dreisaitl, the return of the greatest meme that the internet knows. It's Kennedy's trash and the Leon, you hot bitch meme. There is nothing I love more than loading up Twitter after Leon Dreisaitl scores and seeing what she created. And the first one of the season even featured Rick, which was funny. (laughs) The return of the Leon, you hot bitch meme. I like this right here. (laughs) I do like that right here. You know, Rick up next, your hot form of the week. Well, I got two here. So one, we heard the news yesterday about a certain guy out there in Finland who's uh, 
getting closer and closer to playing right now. So Yarvi? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, so I don't Is know if you're coming back. Yeah, damn straight. I don't know if like I think next month might be kind of pushing it a bit from my understanding, but uh, it's coming up. Um, definitely this season, but two has to go to Ken Holland for the, and it's not from last week, but it's from what we heard. He chose not to trade 73 for Lafferty. Oh yeah. They asked for Vinny. He turned down the trade. So Ken Holland for keeping Vinny. I know it's going to piss off a lot of people out there, but I like it. I like the player. I like the fact that he's keeping him here. Woo! Friday, baby. Yeah. Let's <laughs> celebrate Friday. Woo. My hot performer of the week, I'm just, I'm going to give it back to my boy Waz. I like, I don't know that he's made a piece of content in a minute that's made me laugh quite as hard as the <laughs> Derek Ryan thing from last night. But this bit that he's got with Derek Ryan makes me laugh often. Cause if you're just sitting here at Nation HQ, sometimes he's filming a TikTok or whatever, and he just yells out Derek Ryan, <laughs> just yells it out. And then so for him to actually get an autograph signed by Ryan, Derek Ryan last night and making a bunch of content about it, I just thought it was hilarious. So my boy Waz, I know you're listening to this, pal. Clip it. Clip it and pump your own tires. You're my hot performance week. Bonus. I feel, like, I feel like if Brad Malone made the roster consistently, I'd be like that with him too. <laughs> uh, bonus hot performer to our boy Aaron Bordado. Pre-gaming with Boardsy is the Oilers Nation official pre-game show brought to you by Short Ford the Giant. And Aaron knocked his first pre and post game out of the park. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Oh, oh you broke the TV. <laughs> oh, I closed my the laptop. The full yeah, video yeah. version is now showing a staticky TV. I'm not editing that. that oh, he's, yeah. There's too much extra work. Mr. Avoiding the grind over here, yeah. trying to close down a little before work's over. Thankfully, we're shutting it down right Boom. now. Thank you all for listening. We're going to wrap up with a score prediction tomorrow night. Hockey Night in Canada, Woo! Edmonton Oilers, Vancouver Canucks, Rogers Place, Liam Horbin. Give me a score prediction. 8-1 Oilers. 3-1 Edmonton Oilers. Tyler? 5-2 Oil. Rick. God, I wish they go and get revenge and beat that 8, but I'm going to stick with a 6-2 win. <sighs> Just bet on a 4-2 win. You'll thank me later. <laughs> go Oilers. Bag Milk's all the script. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.